welcome to the Empower Her podcast. I'm Deanna, an ex-corporate manager turned certified coach, empowering you to create the life of your dreams. My goal is to guide you and support you in understanding what you really want in life, what steps to take to get there, and learn to actually enjoy the ride. Whether you are climbing the corporate ladder, a stay-at-home parent, or an entrepreneur, I coach you on how to believe you are worthy of a balanced, happy, and energetically positive life in work and at home. My goal in this podcast is to help you recognize patterns, implement change, and use your energy for positivity within yourself and your own life. I believe you don't have to suffer in this lifetime. You can create a life on your terms based on what you want regardless of what that looks like. It is about reframing your beliefs, letting go of negative thoughts, and looking at your life as a set of opportunities there for you. I'm so excited to get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Empower Her podcast. Before we get into today's amazing episode, I just wanted to mention to you that I have dropped my brand new program, Mindset Reset. This program has been in the works for so, so long now. It's all about completely resetting your mindset and your nervous system so you can feel abundant, you can feel positive, happier, more grateful in every aspect of your life. I spent so many years trying to rewire my brain, not knowing why I was feeling imposter syndrome, why I was feeling down, why I couldn't manifest money and abundance and all those amazing things into my life. I spent so much time trying to figure out how I could change the way my life worked and really change the way that I was manifesting. And I finally realized that it was about the mindset work and the nervous system regulation. But I know it's not obvious. It's not always easy. And I didn't want you to feel frustrated or find it hard to really make these changes. So I wanted to create this program specifically for you if you really want to reset your mindset nervous system in an easy to understand, easy to follow way. I'm going to give you all of the tools that you need in 60 days. You are literally going to get all the mindset, all the nervous system regulation tools, everything that you would need in order to get through your imposter syndrome, have more confidence, have more abundance, and really manifest your goals and bring everything to fruition that you want to. You will start feeling the changes from week one. I guarantee it. Okay, so if you're ready for Mindset Reset, I'm going to link in the show notes how you can sign up and join, but you can also go to coachdeannadebolt.com under the work with me tab. I have all of my programs and mindset reset is there as well. It's going to be so amazing and I can't wait for you to join in just really 60 days. You're going to feel massive transformation. You're going to start loving yourself, who you are, feeling more confident, letting go of imposter syndrome. It's going to be a brand new new. So don't forget to sign up again in the show notes or at coachdeannadebolt.com. Mindset Reset is for you if you're ready for that massive, massive transformation. All right, now let's get into today's episode. 
Hey everyone, welcome back to the Empower Her podcast. Today we're going to talk about a topic that I feel is just so prevalent and I don't think I've ever had a conversation with a client or a friend of mine or someone that hasn't felt this way. So today we're going to talk about imposter syndrome, confidence, failing upwards, and just everything that has to do with this topic, why it happens, how we can prevent it, how we can really work on our mindset to not feel this way, and how we can be more successful in everything everything that we do. So I'm super, super excited about this topic. Before we get into that, just a little life update. I'd love to give y'all one. I have been, the last two weeks have been such beautiful weather and I've been just loving it. It feels like spring vibes. I heard that the groundhog apparently as well, like I don't remember if it's they do or don't see their shadow, but apparently the groundhog showed us in February that We will have an early spring, which makes me so happy. There's nothing better than the sun shining and like 50, 60 degrees. I mean, obviously I prefer 80 degrees, but you know what I mean? In the, when it's winter time and we get 50 or 60, I'm ecstatic. That is so, so fun. I've been doing a EFT tapping. I just finished it this week. I'm super excited about it. It was kind of like a money wealth sort of tapping. And I've also been doing a masterclass on astrology, which I'm super excited about. It's more about sort of the money abundance. So even though I do astrology readings and human design readings, I'm always learning new things. And I love learning from new people, getting new perspectives. I could hear the same thing five different times, But because it's from a different person, I'm learning something new. So I absolutely love that. I've also been doing so many more human design readings lately for clients, which I'm loving as well. It's really good practice. And also I can see kind of the different types of profiles people have, different human design charts they have. It's so fascinating. And I'm starting to see a correlation between human design and astrology, although I'm not 100% sure yet. I'm still going to do my little internal data as you will, but I'm starting to see some interesting patterns come up. So I'm going to do more research, more readings, and kind of see what's coming up. So that's been really, really interesting for me as well. I've been feeling called to do a lot more walks. Typically, I'll do a mix of walking on certain days, Pilates on certain days, and strength training on certain days. But lately, I just haven't been called to do strength training. I don't know why. You know, I was a professional – I would not a professional athlete, but I played, you know, sports for 13 years, and it was a massive part of my life. I played extremely competitively up until my last injury right before I turned 18. I tore the ligaments in my ankle for the second time. I had done it a couple years prior to my other ankle. And so I played for 13 years sports and, you know, I always liked going to the gym and weights, but lately I just haven't been called to doing that. I've just been walking more on the days I don't do Pilates and walking just gives me so much energy. I mean, I always post about it on Instagram stories, but like today, for example, I went out, I was dying exhausted. I don't know why. I didn't sleep the best. I was so tired. And then I woke up this morning and I felt super groggy and like I woke up before the alarm and I was just, you know, tossing and turning and then I just felt so groggy and I went for a walk and it literally completely changed my energy. Like I have so much more energy now and I never 
believed people when they said that working out or walking gave them energy. I always thought it was the opposite, right? Like you're exerting energy to go on a walk. Why would that give you more energy? But it really does work. I've been testing it. So that's also super, super positive. So just really trying to listen to my intuition, especially since we're still technically in kind of that winter. So physically, I'm just being okay with the fact that we're in winter, maybe a little slower, all of that good stuff. Even though my mind is kind of in spring, I'm just doing new things, new programs, a lot of great stuff that I'm coming out with, new ideas. But physically just kind of trying to tap into that. So definitely my recommendation for you as well is just listen to your body and and what you really need in this moment. All right. So let's get into our topic today. So imposter syndrome, failing, the fear of failure, lack of confidence. I haven't met a person who in one way, shape, or form doesn't have this as part of them, right? And I think that this is especially true for women. Women just tend to have higher imposter syndrome and less confidence than men as a whole. There's a statistic, and since I work, you know, a lot of times in career coaching, this one just really applies, is there was a statistic a while ago that said that if you're looking at a job description, men will statistically apply to the role if they're 60% qualified, whereas women will apply if they're 100% qualified. That's crazy. That's insane. And so I mainly work with women and I'm always telling women like you don't need to be 100% qualified to do something. And not even, you know, when we're talking about applying to a job, it could be any topic at all. You don't need to be 100% qualified. In fact, when I was a hiring manager, I would never hire someone who is 100% qualified because that person I know is going to outgrow the role in two seconds. They're not going to enjoy it. They're not going to feel challenged, right? And that's not going to be good for anyone involved in the situation. So that's really just a lesson that, and something I had to learn as well, especially in my early twenties, I don't have to be perfect at everything immediately. Things can be learned and I can still be good at something without being perfect. And this idea of perfect, you know, just as I said at the beginning of this, you know, I'm, I do do astrology and human design readings, but I'm always learning, right? But that doesn't mean that I can't give readings. I know where my limitations are. I know what I'm capable of and I'm able to still give those readings but I'm also learning on the side, right? I'm not going to wait till I'm 80 years old and know everything about the topic in order to feel like I can talk about it, right? Again, it's about being responsible with what you're doing, but this statistic is just really, really shows the difference. And I don't want to have this conversation as like men versus women. This is just an interesting statistic and it's just shown that women typically – have more of these feelings anyways, but I just thought I would share that as well. So I personally always struggled with my confidence and imposter syndrome. I think I've mentioned this before, especially on my newsletter, but I was teased a lot when I was a kid about my weight and how I looked. And for me, that just totally, totally knocked my physical confidence down. And by no means was I overweight, like not at all. I was pretty average, pretty normal. I wasn't super skinny, but I definitely wasn't unhealthy or overweight. And I was constantly teased about the way that I looked constantly. I was fat. I was told I was fat, that I need to lose weight. All the really nasty things that you can think about from ages like 11 on, I was told. So I spent the majority of my life feeling like physically I wasn't good enough, that I needed to cover myself up, that people didn't like me, that I was, you know, needed to be self-conscious and 
about the way that I looked. And that was something that to this day is still something I struggle with. I've done a lot of self-work and therapy and all of that, but it's still something that is a trigger for me, you know, but I really had to work on my self-confidence physically in order to get past that. Another big leap I had to make in my life was I became a team leader, a manager of people in corporate when I was 24. I had people in my team that were in their 40s. I mean, I had only been in corporate for like a year and a half at that point. And at 24, I mean, I think I was a good leader at 24, but I had a lot of imposter syndrome because of it. You know, I'm a natural leader. That's just my personality. I'm a firstborn daughter. I have, you know, a triple fire sign, lots of Aries energy. So leading comes totally natural to me. But of course, at 24, when you're in that high stakes, what I could consider high stakes environment, of course I had imposter syndrome. You know, I would go into meetings where I had to lead team meetings. And I remember I would like be shaking before the meeting. I didn't know what I was doing, but I did fake it till I made it. And I tried my best and I put in the effort. I took the time to prepare and to really think about what I said. And this concept of failing upwards. I was, you know, recently over the last few months really gotten into this topic of failing upwards, which is really just about like, you don't have to be perfect. You can fail, quote unquote, fail, but make the most of the situation. And I don't love the word failure because I don't think that it's really conducive to, you know, a positive and abundant mindset. But this is a term failing upwards. So that's why I'm mentioning it here is You can try new things and sometimes things don't work, right? Like they're a failure, but you then learn from that situation and then you get even better and better. So that's why I don't really consider those things a failure. It's more like, what can I learn from this situation and how can I be better from this situation? And imposter syndrome often comes from ourself. Of course, you know, we're exposed to stimuli or people saying things to us around us, but it does come with from within, right? There wasn't really anyone who said to me, oh, you're not going to be a good manager, right? So the imposter syndrome was mainly coming from myself. And I do want to say, and this has really changed for me over the last 10 years, the difference between when I was 20 to now I'm in my 30s is that when you're younger, you often give in more to what people say and their thoughts and feelings. This was definitely true for me. I cared way more about what people thought about me when I was 20 versus 30. And that does come with age. Again, I do think a lot of the external factors, the way you grew up and the positive or lack thereof environment that you were in have a lot to do with it. But I do think with age, that definitely, definitely comes. Another thing that really affects imposter syndrome and just self-confidence are people that are overachievers. So I totally thought of myself as an overachiever going above and beyond. And that creates perfectionism, which doesn't allow you to try new things, right? That fear of failure, that fear of trying new things because what are people going to say, right? You have that imposter syndrome, so you want to do everything perfectly. Like there was a point where, you know, I wanted to do everything perfectly in my business, for example. When I started my coaching business a couple years ago, I was so scared to post on social media. I was so scared to tell people about a new program that I had because I literally wanted it to be perfect. But if I kept waiting and waiting until something was perfect, it was never 
going to happen, right? I was just never going to, you know, post. I was never going to launch the program. And then I really wasn't going to do anything that I wanted, right? Like I had several programs where I had no people sign up. And you can look at that as a failure, but you can also look at it like, okay, I tried. Let's see what worked, what didn't work. And then we can make changes as well. This was the same for me when I was in management in my corporate job. I really wanted, I had an idea of how I wanted to manage, but there was a point at the beginning when I was afraid to do things differently, right? I was looking up at my older Gen Z or sorry, Gen X and boomer managers that were mostly men. And I was like, well, how are they doing it? I'm going to do it that way because I was scared to do it my own way. And I realized that, no, I don't want to do it that way. I'm going to do it my own way. And I did have some situations that you may consider a failure. I managed many, many teams and I had one team that they just we didn't click together. The management style didn't work. I tried to put on them a certain style that worked with another team of mine, but with them it didn't work. And it was a really tough situation. I mean, I had several times I cried in the bathroom. I had sleepless nights. Like I, it was really, really hard, but I learned so much from that situation. I learned all about you know, understanding how people are and that each team is different. And just because one team worked a certain way, another team isn't going to work, you know, another way. And in the moment, of course, it was painful. Of course, it hurt. Like looking back, I was so upset in the situation. But now I'm grateful that it happened because I actually, my, my, my manager at the time said to me, he said, you know, you've had such an easy ride with being a leader. You maybe needed this tough situation in order to grow. And it's true. Growth comes from those uncomfortable and tough situations, right? And at the end of the day, when we talk about this confidence, this topic of confidence, like if you aren't confident, who's going to benefit from it, right? Like if I'm a leader, I'm supposed to manage a team and I'm not confident, Who is going to benefit from that situation? Is my team going to benefit? No. Am I going to benefit? No. Is my manager going to benefit? No. Is the company going to benefit? No. Nobody benefits from me not being confident, right? So being confident is about understanding that you can figure it out. That is what I think confidence means. It doesn't mean being arrogant. It doesn't mean that you're not open to other people's thoughts, feelings, and interpretations and ideas. It just means that you believe deep down that any issue there is, any problem there is, you will be able to figure it out, right? And then I learned like it's okay to try new things, right? I didn't have so much this fear of failure anymore because I realized that that is the place that I would be able to grow. Another time that this happened, my fear of failure came out when I was leaving my corporate job and I was starting my own business. I kid you not, that decision probably took me a year and a half. And then once I made the decision, I gave myself six months to finally resign at my corporate job because it just gave me so much anxiety. I knew that's what I wanted to do. I knew that was my calling to be a coach full time, to start my own business, to work on my own. I had been in corporate for nearly seven years. Like it was time, right? But I just had this fear of failing. I had this fear of not having the income, not having that support system that you do in a corporate environment. I was so, so scared, right? And It's been crazy, right? Like I finally quit and it's been crazy and it hasn't been easy. Like starting your own business is not easy. Starting a new job isn't easy. Getting a promotion isn't easy. Nothing is easy, but I've learned so much every 
single day. Just like when you get a promotion, you learn something every single day. And it's not that every day is going to be easier, but you have to look at it holistically and be confident that you were able to do that job that you want to do. You are able to put time and energy into that thing you want, right? It's all about what are those things that align with you. And being confident is just knowing that you're going to be able to get through the situation. And we often have imposter syndrome, especially if we're talking about promotion or going to a new company asking for the amount of money or the raise that we want. But you have to understand that no one is 100% perfect at their job, regardless of what it looks like on the outside. It's just not the case, right? Everyone is there to learn. Everyone is there to grow. Everyone makes mistakes and everyone can learn and grow from those situations. And that's what's really, really important to understand, right? And again, like if you, I, I really don't believe in failure. I think if you tried something and even if it didn't go how you wanted, you can still learn a lot from that situation, right? And, you know, that lack of confidence also comes from kind of that people pleasing, which I mentioned earlier of like wanting to make everyone around you happy. This was something that I really struggled with. I just really wanted to make everyone happy around me. I didn't trust my intuition. I wanted people around me to feel comfortable at the expense of myself. I was not willing to put myself first. I was not willing to trust my intuition because I needed to make sure that everyone around me was comfortable. I remember when I moved out, I moved out at 22. I moved halfway across the world from my parents and my mom was pretty hands-on. And I remember when I was, you know, in my first apartment that I was renting, I remember I couldn't make a decision about what to buy in my apartment, like furniture or even little things without having my mom's input because I was so worried about what she would think. And this is not just about her. This was about anybody. I was so worried what other people would think that I didn't trust my own intuition. I didn't trust myself. And I needed to have that outside validation of someone saying to me, yes, this is the right decision. Yes, this is right. And maybe that person thought it was right, but it it wasn't my intuition. It wasn't what I wanted to do, right? And I really had to get over this, whether it was in my personal life, in relationships, when I was dating people, I really cared about what my friends thought about the, the the guys I was dating. You know, I wanted them to like them, and I cared about what they thought in situations. And I would tell them every detail of what was going on. And if they didn't agree with something, I felt like, oh my gosh, like they must be right, or or that person really isn't right for me, or or they are right for me, even though I felt felt like they're not. You know, I was in a four year relationship and. I remember my best friends like telling me because, you know, he was a good guy and there was nothing like toxic or anything. We just weren't on the same page with some things and I just fell out of love at the end. And I remember them kind of saying to me like, don't you want to try to make it work? Like, don't you want to try to put in the effort? Like, he's such a good guy. He's so nice, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not enough for me in a relationship. Someone being nice or a good guy. Like, there's so many things that I'm missing in this relationship that I believe I could get anywhere else. And that again comes with that lack mindset. They had that lack mindset versus I had the abundance mindset of, yes, I can find someone that has those qualities that I'm looking for. And I can be in a relationship that is, you know, in in my way, a 10 out of 10. No relationship is perfect, of course, but I can have that relationship that is my version of a perfect relationship. And, you know, just being confident and having that intuition really came with 
practice and age and really understanding that I can trust myself and I should trust myself and I need to have that confidence that at the end of the day, the decisions I'm making are for my own life, not anyone else's. So regardless if people agree or disagree, I have to be okay with my decisions and I have to know that I'm doing things right. Now, when you're confident, when you don't have imposter syndrome, people will be triggered. I have had so if I had a a dime for every time someone told me I was full of myself or I was conceited or I have too much confidence, I would be I would have so much money in my bank account. <laughs> I really really would. People have told me this so many times and I honestly like I I think I'm pretty good at self-reflection. I don't feel like I'm overconfident or conceited. I think actually I'm the opposite. I definitely still have things I'm working on. But yeah, there are certain things in my life I am confident about. And it's not about being arrogant or conceited. I'm definitely not any of those things. But people feel triggered when you feel confident because they're projecting their lack of confidence onto you, right? And so that's just something to look out for and something now that I'm healed and have gone through it that I just see so easily, you know, from people is like when they're feeling triggered or when they're projecting their feelings onto me, it's really, really obvious. The way I see things is as long as you're a good person, as long as you're doing the good, you're doing the things for the right reason and you feel good about yourself then you're making the right decision, right? At the end of the day, you're never going to make everyone happy around you. That's just not possible. That's not going to happen. But it really is about making the best decision for you that you can make at that period of time. And this is how I feel about myself now. It's took me, it's taken me such a long time to get here. It's been a really long journey. I've needed to completely reframe and rewire my thoughts. Like all of those, that all that negative stimuli, those negative interactions I had, everything that was kind of programmed into me, I needed to completely rewire because those were the things that were holding me back. That was why I I didn't want to make those changes or start my own business or post on social media or or ask for the promotion because these things were holding me back. I spent so many years doing so much research about this, seeing like how you can get more confident. I've read books. I've listened to podcasts. I've done the tools and I've really had to look into what are those tools and techniques that are working for me. And I've implemented so many things over the last several years. I talk so much about them, but it's really these tools and these changes have really helped me have a completely different mind frame when it comes to work, relationships, business, and family. I feel so much more confident. I'm listening to my intuition. I feel sure of myself in the decisions that I'm making. And again, that doesn't mean that I don't ask for help. It doesn't mean that I don't ask for outside support. I absolutely do. But at the end of the day, I know that if I listen to my intuition and I listen to what I really need, that I'm going to be making the right decision. And just some of the tools that I've that I've been implementing and that have worked so well for me are affirmations. I love positive affirmations. Even like I would, there was a period of time, especially when I was working on my body image, I would look at the mirror. I would look at myself in the mirror and just say how much I love myself, how beautiful I am. That was really powerful. Even just the language shifting. So the way you talk about things, you can easily change your language. Like I'll just give a really good example. Like, you know, going with the body images, I can never lose weight, right? Like that's a negative thing to say. Instead, we could say something along the lines of, you know, I'm beautiful and healthy and fit as I am 
right? Like that's a more positive way to say it. And it's not saying that you can't want to lose weight, right? Like that's that's okay. Um, I did change the word weight to kind of excess access energy, access weight, rather than just weight in general. It's just a little language shift, but those things are so helpful. I love meditations in general. I've been doing so many of those. Also things like nervous system regulation exercises. So I love EFT tapping, emotional freedom technique. That's been a game changer for me. Walking has been surprisingly a really good meditation and sort of nervous system regulation. I feel 1000 times calmer after I go on a walk. And whenever I'm feeling stressed, that is my go to. Even if I don't want to, I'm like, I'm going out and walking, especially when the weather is a little nicer. It's just the best. And there's a lot of different like nervous system exercises you can do. I've posted about them, you know, crossing your arms across your chest, tapping twice on each, alternating, things like that are really, really helpful for, you know, nervous system regulation as well. And all of these tools, you know, as I mentioned, they've taken me such a long time to really learn and implement. And it has been so powerful and such a massive change in all aspects of my life because really I learned that it isn't about working harder. It isn't about putting more time and energy into things. It's about putting the right energy into things and having the right mindset. And that's why I've created my new program, Mindset Reset, because I feel like people are just missing these tools or it's hard to get these tools. And I really want to make it super accessible to everyone so that you can start changing your mindset. I want women Women especially to feel confident, to feel like they don't have imposter syndrome, to listen to their intuition, to know that they are making the right decision where they need to because that's what's super, super important. It's all about reframing your mindset and regulating your nervous system. And in Mindset Reset, it's a 60-day program and it's going to be completely focused on completely rewiring your mindset and implementing nervous system regulation tools that you will see a change with immediately, but also that you can use forever and ever and ever to come in any situation that you need. You're just going to feel so much more abundant, so much happier, like a completely new person at the end. And that's really my goal with Mindset Reset. So if you're excited about this, if you're ready to make this transformation, definitely sign up now. I'm going to link it in the show notes, but you can also go to CoachDianaDeVolt.com and sign up for Mindset Reset. We're going to start in March. So make sure you sign up now if you want to be part of this new cohort. I'm literally so excited about it. So I hope you love this episode. This is a topic I love to talk about with my clients, especially something that I literally work with my clients on all the time. They always come to me with like, oh, I have a corporate issue or how do I work better with my team or how do I get the promotion? And then we always end up talking about confidence, failing, you know, imposter syndrome, and then how to kind of get rid of these and how to have a more abundant and positive mindset. So I hope this was helpful and gave you some good insights and some good tools to use. And definitely join Mindset Reset if you're excited about completely reframing and rewiring your mindset. Let me know how you love this episode on Instagram and we'll catch you next time. And if you love this episode, don't forget to follow the podcast and leave a review. And of course, you can follow me at Coach Deanna DeBolt on TikTok and Instagram. I'll catch you next time.